The witch's cackle burns the eye that sees the danger you are in. Sometimes we're wrong, but we want to prove that we are right, so we begin. Watch out, there's a sword and it's coming for your neck. In this battle for salvation, in this battle for salvation. Hello everyone. And welcome to episode 11 of the Battle for Salvation Warhammer Underworlds podcast. I'm Max Bernstein. I'm Randall Slate. And with us today is a returning guest, Rob Mead. How you doing, Rob? Hello, everyone. Thanks for coming back on. Um, just a couple of announcements before we get started. Uh, just make sure that you go on Facebook and give our uh, our podcast page a like. Subscribe on iTunes. Follow us on Podbean. And of course... Uh, go and check on YouTube and look at for Bat Reps for Salvation. Uh, probably going to come back with a new episode next week, uh, so keep a lookout for that. Uh, upcoming tournaments we got coming up. Uh, the Portal in Manchester, Connecticut on Saturday, April 13th. I'm probably going to go to that one. That's right, Chris. I'm probably going to go. He's going to he go. Knows, he knows who he is. All right. And and Randall, uh, the, the Battle for Salvation team tournament. Right. So... I am not going to be going to that tournament because I will be streaming for our club's big team tournament that we're going to start doing every year now. And it's uh, similar to the ATC for 40K, if you guys have ever uh, heard of that one. It's a team tournament, so you have five simultaneous games going on between two teams. And it's a really cool format. It's very popular right now. And uh, this is called the Northeast Team Championships. I'm going to be streaming it with uh, one of the other members. And that's going to be twitch.tv slash battle for salvation if you guys want to watch some competitive 40K. There you go. And that's, that's, like, a, that's like a big deal, right? Yeah, it's, it, it's going to be pretty good. And then also the, the winner, we just announced recently that the winners of this tournament are going to get free tickets to ATC which is the bigger team tournament in Tennessee every year. All right. So that's what we got going on with the club. Speaking of Battle for Salvation club tournaments, uh, we had the rescheduled uh, Warhammer Underworlds tournament a couple of weeks ago. We got snowed out the first time around, but then we rescheduled it. And we had a really, really great eight-person kit tournament and uh and it was great we had uh all different factions coming in we saw let's see what did we saw we saw orcs we saw dwarves we saw uh guard stormcast who else was on? godsworn hunt godsworn hunt one which is like night hunt sepulchral guard yeah there was there was one night hunt and then two curse breakers yep right and uh and yeah and we were using um bcp which is best coast pairings which i suggest if you're going to be toing anywhere uh you should really get to using one of these uh one of these to apps uh i i, I had to to this one so uh i couldn't play that's and a little bit of a, interesting little bit of a factoid the grand clash at adepticon was run using the 
best coast pairings app yep and so. nova last year that we went to was using it as yep. well yep and it's really easy to use also i just downloaded the to mm -hmm. app and just like played around with it and i figured it out really really quickly so um anybody out there planning on trying to do you know a kit tournament or even something bigger uh best coast pairings they were not you know they're not sponsoring us or anything we just really like the app yeah and even if you're saying like oh i've never run a tournament before like if you just get run put all the numbers in the app it, it just organizes it yeah it was really super really easy. easy really easy people can uh can register for the event uh remotely days ahead of time you don't even have to do anything you just upload the information on the event and then they can go on to the player app which is a different app um and they can and, submit yeah. their list through there Yep, super easy. Take pictures That's of it, good. Just upload it. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. So that was pretty great. And let's see. And we had uh, an exciting the, final the finals game. Was a sepulchral guard versus Godsworn, which I don't mm -hmm. think I've ever seen that matchup before in my life. Mm -hmm. uh, because well, they're That's pretty weird. new warband. Yeah, and it was final table. Um, yeah. yeah, and it was pretty pretty great. And uh, this guy Alex, who was uh, running Godsworn, uh, took it home in three games. And was, those were exciting games. I remember we were, were watching. There was a crit, a couple, couple clutch crits. Yeah, from the Godsworn player. At the player. end, there was like, yeah, no, the Godsworn player rolled two defensive crits yeah. like in a row or something like that. Yeah. It was, yeah, it was, it was a really great, exciting, you know, third match of the third round. It was pretty great. Um, so, so cheers to everybody who who came, and um, we're going to talk about the new Q3 kit that got really the you know got spoiled. spoiled recently and uh so we're gonna get one of those two we were planning on it and having another sure one please come down when when we have that schedule so in the in this quarter kit we have alternate art cards and tokens for monologues mob for and, and farstride is what wait huh? no 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 not quite come on man it's Malog and uh that's where hunt this time god damn it <laughs> God's, They'll get there eventually, man. God sworn it. Next time. Yeah. Next time it'll be Farstrider. No, I don't think so. I think they're just skipping it. Okay. Oh, man. And then um, they showed so... some preview cards. The uh, Warhammer community website showed alternate art for Nullstone, Dagger, and Spear. Haven't seen sure. those too many. Haven't seen too many of those. And then we have a alternate Great Strength that has the Golden Demon on it. I didn't know that, actually. Uh, you get one alternate art card in each uh tournament kit and it's got the golden demon on it and you're supposed to give that to the best painted right yes yes oh. and it was um, some what was it it was a great speed it was great speed, was great speed in, in the one time. that we just did and then this new one's gonna have great strength with the golden demon uh choke slamming uh steel heart it looks like <laughs> yeah, it looks like it yeah and i was gonna i really want those golden demon cards i'm gonna have to go to more <laughs> we're gonna have to go to more tournaments I'm, and then I'm we have nine Green acrylic guard tokens. What are you going to do with nine guard tokens? You need that many. For what? If you're going to play sepulchral guard. Of course. Oh, right. Yeah, you would need to go on guard all the time. Seems kind of daft to have to guard something when they're the guard. <laughs> yeah. Guard, hey? guard, hey. tribal, sepulchral guard. Only go uh, on guard. Yeah, well, they came all out with activations. That, that new upgrade that that to fix the so he can make two guys go on guard at once oh yeah oh, sure. part of that oh totally yeah and then you're gonna lose like five of them you know or, <laughs> right yeah so and then uh, we just have the I same old from last year what 
I still have I still have the other nine oh, guard the clear ones. Master, the clear yeah. one. Yep, I still have right. those. I think I only yeah. have one, or I only you, put you, one in my box every time. You know, you guys should be lucky that you get anything at all. Yeah, so, yeah. This is why we can't have nice things. I guess so. I feel like I've heard my dad say that before. Playing about all this shit, and they don't want to do it anymore. It's right, not. It's right. not it, we're, it's just the guard it's our thing. Fault. Yeah. Okay. Well, actually, no, I like the other fault. stuff. All the other stuff is cool. Just that's just, just. I got enough guard tokens and nobody uses them. It's like give me, give me like a, give me like a scatter token. I don't have one of those. Well, if you came in top eight at Adepticon, then you would well, get a scatter I token. I don't have. I couldn't go. Okay. All right. All right. Anyway, we'll we'll talk that's about Rod and Randall who did go and, and what you guys did. Of course, the uh, the shade glass trophy is still in there, and also two other cards were. We're spoiled, but um, do you have those up? Randall? Yeah, yeah. I don't have them up. Yeah, this is pretty interesting. So we have two cards from the tournament kit that aren't released yet, but they have alternate art versions. So we're able to get a glimpse of that. Well, that usually happens around this time. Yeah, there was one in the last one, too. Yeah. The one where you just blast everyone that's adjacent like to you. Or, around. Yeah. you forget the name of it. But yeah, yeah okay. So what do we got? What do we got this time around? So we have an upgrade. This is a wizard only upgrade. It's called so Well of Power. So good. And it says, while this fighter is inspired, you can roll an extra dice when they attempt to cast a spell. Holy so, crap. Put that on Storm Sire Supreme. Yep. Yeah, yep. Yeah. So, oh, my God. Uh, that's good. Oh, my God. So he has to be inspired. Three dice when he shoots at people. So they just put oh, something in. Oh, it, it's hard. It's hard to inspire him, right? No, no, no actually, actually the, not. You just have to cast the thing a, to a do. What are you spell? talking yeah. about, <laughs> brother? You'd be, oh, you're being trolling already. You're being you, you salty dog. Okay, I got so, you guys. Uh, okay. All right. So, um, so yeah. So no, he's gonna now be, he rolls three dice when he casts. Now. That's gonna be an yeah. auto include if you're playing like Thunder Buddies. Forget yep. it. And uh, the other one, uh, not so much. Well, also with well power, if you are. An insane person and want to run the oops all spells deck this is going to be great for you sure and it, you know it's even good on the other guys in curse breakers because then they can actually cast the spells yeah, that cost yeah. two even though no one really or, uses those or but... even things that require foci because they'll just be easier to cast oh yeah yeah if you want to yeah. if you're going into like the third round and he has this mm -hmm. he's already inspired and you want to power him up in like your first activation, you know, Rastus or something like that. Or if you want to, what's the one where you like can pull a ploy back or something or, or an upgrade back? But those require like two foci. Oh, yeah. You know, like you're going to need some help like this to, to get it to work. Uh -huh. um, anyway. anyway, so there and then there was another one, which is not yeah. as great a card. This is a gambit ploy called Silence. It has no flavor text. It's just a bunch of dot, dot, dots. Well, yeah, because you can't talk. Yeah. <laughs> right. It says, choose an enemy fighter. They cannot attempt to cast spells for the remainder of the power step. Just use no time. Well, right. I I'm kind of disappointed with this one because I wish it just said they cannot cast spells for the until until the end of the next, next activation. Activation. Yeah. yeah. So just use because no time. Because this one only you like you have to have priority basically, and then you play it. Um, you know, it has to be the end of your turn, and you play this, and then you have to choose a fighter, and then that that fighter can't attempt to cast any spells for only that power step. So it's just the cards in their hand, 
and and, and what weirdly what faction are you going to use this against? Because I, I can understand like yeah. oh, okay, I might use it against. Well, first of all, it's well, going to be used against, against half the factions that are out there. You can use it against have. curse breakers, but, but then they, they can have three. Use so one you of their other, use it other way. Yeah, yeah, right. You can use it against eyes of the nine, I suppose. Well, they only have one wizard, yeah. So you'd be shutting him out for, but it's just the power step. I wish it said that would be a great card. Well, I don't know if it would be great. It, it, I don't it, would be, it would be better. Yeah, a lot be better if it was until the end of the next power step or something. It's not that great. In the next, the end of the next activation. Yeah. So that you could turn off Stormsire beating the crap out of you for one turn. For literally one turn. Yeah, and then and the by other way, thing... Can, and then he can still shoot at you because that's right. not a power step. Well... No, if it was cast spells until the end of the next activation. Oh, well, then it would, yeah, then it would be more useful. But yeah. it would also be so specific to against curse breakers. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, also yeah. one thing I thought that was cool was this well of power is card number 557 of 557. Um. Well, it's an upgrade, and it's very towards the end of the alphabet. Yep. So that might just be the it's last the very one. last card of, of Night Vault. All right. That sounds right. good. All Done. right, so you guys ready to start talking about Adepticon? Adepticon. Let's talk about Adepticon. We did uh, that. You two gentlemen uh, made it out. I did not because I can't go during the school year. Forget it. Mm -hmm. I can't go on a Wednesday. Yep. Yeah, yep. no, I can't. I can't go to Chicago on a Wednesday. <laughs> yeah. All right. Anyway. So there you go. Um, yeah, so what was it like? Well, guys? we met uh, oh. our friend Davey. Davey from, from what, the what the heck? What's going on, man? He was there. Yeah. His Facebook picture is him with a mustache, with a beard, or and a mustache. He has like a right? big like 1970s. Right. He has like a cowboy mustache. mustache. Right. And he and doesn't so look like that at he all. He comes up to me and he says, huh. "Hey, what's up?" And I'm like, "Who are you?" He's like, "Oh, I'm Davey." I'm like, "Oh, okay. It looks totally not. different." <laughs> so you should probably update your photo on Facebook, Davey. or don't. That stash is choice. My not want people to recognize him sometimes. Yeah, I guess so, yeah. Yeah. Maybe I should do that. Yeah. Well then you took a picture of what he looks like now and put it up on her. Right. On well, her yeah, page, I guess so. the secret's out now. Cat out of bag, yeah. Yeah. So right. uh it was, was about a, it was oh, about wait, wait, ninety on, before we move on, what was he playing? Oh he was he was the one and only player playing Godsworn Hunt. The one and only out the of how many out of like, up there? So like what was it ninety something? Right. One day or seven people. Maybe. Only one guy was playing. I didn't God's realize he was the only one. Yeah, he was. Yep. <laughs> and I'm sitting, I'm sitting here, and I'm like, I'm, I'm on BCP, you know, and I'm like, you know, watching it like, like I'd be watching, you know, like a, a Yankee game on, on. Yeah, you, know, you were. <laughs> yeah, you were like, watching that. Shit. Like, oh, Davey's going. Is he the only Godsworn? Yeah, actually? and I remember like the round ended or whatever, and I went outside, and then you were texting me like, "Hey, you're on table." 45 yeah and you're I know, sitting I know. next to uh this guy so better get back in there i'm like god i'm like how, you're not even here and you're on the app stalking me dude anyway. yeah, do the same thing to me too yeah and davy actually I was, I was i was texting him too yeah <laughs> um all right so cool so so um what was the vibe it would be like cool there, if they had streamed it, it would be cool i've, if they I've never been can you tell the the you know whoever's listening you know what, what's it like there well adepticon is a huge uh warhammer convention. convention and other miniature games as well and they have a lot of they have a large vendor hall they have 
a very large, you know, 40k area where they do singles and doubles tournaments, team tournaments throughout the weekend. Similar to Nova, right? Yep. Okay. And they also have FFG games there. They have, you know, X-Wing and all that. They have War Machine. Very, they have all kinds of historical. X-Wing. Yeah. yeah. Almost any war all game. The, all the miniature tabletop games. War yeah. Games. Not too many, like, card guys. I think they did have Star Wars Destiny, and they had uh, Legend of the Five Rings as, as well. But those didn't have too many people at them. Oh. So, did but you, anyway. You it's, didn't bring your L5R stuff? No, I didn't. I tiny bit of board games but it's not the focus of the it's just right, like yeah. a side thing mostly for a lot of painting right games. oh yeah a lot of yeah there were a lot of uh very big name people doing painting classes there yeah and, painting uh, classes yeah. crystal brush competition crystal brush is huge there is it's probably the best competition on the on this continent in any case right that's true for painting miniatures that is definitely true most prestigious. All right, cool. All right, so let's talk about the Grand Clash, guys. Uh, so we're gonna go back and forth. We're gonna start with uh, with Randall. Randall, uh, tell tell us about your first. Oh man, I, I definitely want to hear about this. We have we. Oh my God, hold on, Randall. Tell us about your first round match. Yeah, so you know I'm getting there. I'm I'm pretty nervous. You know, waiting for it to start. It was in the morning, and. Um, you know, we had met everyone. We were, I had to upload all my lists and everything. And it was just a lot of people there all in one uh, big room. There's definitely the biggest Shadespire tournament I've ever been to. Mm. Um, you know, larger than Nova. Well, by, Nova by was a good margin. When we, when we went to it. Yep. And <laughs> I have to, so one. I sit down at the table and the guy pulls out Malog's Mob. Of course. And I said... <laughs> that's that's just my luck right right so and this is and keep in mind we've been talking about this for the past there, there's no way that you can even remotely win the tournament unless you just crush everyone right from the beginning right you know yeah so i didn't really you know i wasn't expecting to win the whole tournament because how, how many rounds to was the total what four it was only four rounds and then yeah. a cut to the top two yeah let's not go into why we think that's bad because i feel like we've covered that already but yeah so you basically you have to crush face from the jump yep and uh what ended up happening was the the guy i was playing against he was a really nice guy and you could tell that he was there for some other game and was just Mm -hmm. playing in the the grand clash because he happened to play shade spire and was there on went on the thursday sure so He he only had I think just the Malog's Mob expansion and the Night Vault set cards. All right. So it it uh was still pretty difficult though because he won the board roll off in the first game, went hallway, and just you know as one does really if you're playing Malog, yeah. yeah, right. Then um <laughs> the fun the funny thing about that game was oh, tell you him. know when you're when you're playing against somebody that doesn't have you know what are generally considered to be the best cards in the game. Some some pretty wild stuff happens. They, 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 they some make some you very can't, you cannot you actually cannot play around these cards. They, they make some interesting deck building decisions when you have a smaller pool of cards to go from. Well, you just end up seeing cards that you never see in any real game. Perhaps cards that we said nobody will ever right. play right, yeah. and shouldn't play. 
maybe perhaps articles that a were week written ago, two weeks, they, two episodes yeah. ago or something. Okay. Perhaps one of our friends wrote a blog post where he got his calculator out and, you know, was calculating a lot of uh, arithmetic to see if this card was good or not. Determined it wasn't. That was Stephen Van, right? And and yeah, and then okay, you hear it any you see you see it right in front of your face anyway. So and it got scored. So so first game, uh, I run up to the spice room, I believe, with uh the one of my chain rasps. Oh, yeah, and I hit you, him. You, sorry, I don't know if we covered this, but you are both playing Night Haunt. No, no, he was playing Molog. No, no, no. You're playing Night Hunt and Rob's playing. Oh, Night Rob's Hunt. playing Night Hunt. Yeah. Yes. Okay. Didn't okay. clarify that. Yes. Uh, so I run up to the spice room with one of my chain rasps, and I hit him. And then he rolls his dice. He rolls a crit to defend. Right. I say, oh well. You know, guess that. Guess that something like that happens. He says, oh wait, I have a reaction. Oh my god. Grievous <laughs> repost. Grievous repost. I rolled a crit. For my defense Steven, roll, now you're going to take Steven two man, damage and it, it killed one done. of my guys. Oh, man. So, th- th- and that ended up over the, the three game set. That happened twice, I believe, God. where I just ruined myself while. But attacking. that's not even the worst. Yeah. So, okay. So then, for the very, this is the first activation or the first activation round of the first game we play, right? I'm setting up uh, a supremacy play. I got guys on three of my objectives. He plays a card called Didn't Even Want It. Didn't Even Want It. Right. Didn't Even Want It says... Which we said, don't play. If your opponent is, is, is holding objective one... If your, objective, if your opponent is holding objective one, you score one glory point. I look over all the way in the back of the hallway <laughs> board. I have the stupid chain rasp with, with no head and the little sword standing on objective numero uno. You know nothing, Battle for Salvation yeah. podcast. <laughs> and oh I ended up losing God. that game. And you lost the game. And, yep, it actually and, helped him to win. Right. And then Why did we, we played two more games where I won the board roll off and went uh, horizontal or not, uh, you know. Diagonal? No, no. Oh, yeah, wide. or diagonal, yeah. Wide, and yeah. Uh, okay. I ended up winning both those games. All right, all right. So it was it was, it was was exciting. Um, Didn't but even now, it. now, but at this point, <laughs> I know that I'm out of the... There's no possible way I could ever win the tournament. You know? Oh, so why? Took a lot you of, drop the game in the middle? Yeah. Eh. You drop one game, well, you're, you're fucked. I mean, yeah. Uh, yes yes, and no. It, you wouldn't be if they did the smart thing and cut to the top well, that's, four that's or the eight format. or whatever. Yeah, that is the format. So it, it definitely took a lot of pressure off me. I said, you know, might as well. I'll just, I'll just you know... Do my best and go have fun. See where right? I see where I place. All right. And uh yeah, so that was my game one. All right. And Rob. Rob. Yes. Do you remember like a minute ago Randall said, Oh, just my luck, Malog? Mm-hmm. <laughs> what was your luck? Yes, First pretty, round. We both had bad luck there. Oh my well, god. I, I played this guy Amon. Yeah, you might have heard of him. You played this guy Amon. It's not this guy. Amon, for everybody who doesn't know, is the guy uh, who runs the Hexes and Warbands blog 
and also the brand new and I, I would recommend if if I wasn't the competitor, um, the Path to Glory podcast, which I've listened to and is very good. Um, and and he also has like a hundred shade glass trophies. Yep. So uh, yeah, like there's ninety something people there, and he like literally has to start against maybe the toughest guy there. Okay, yep. how'd yeah. that go? Well, he was good. He's really good. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Okay, great. Good. All right, we can go home. All right. Yeah, talk about the games, Rob. Yeah, talk yeah. about the games. Okay, so the first game, I was – so we deployed – I think I set it up uh, offset boards. I had my Briar Queen in what faction was he my playing? backfield. Oh, he's playing Curse Breakers. As one does. Yeah. He's playing Curse Breakers. We'll, we'll, we'll discuss had, that in a minute, by the my way. My Briar Queen was in my backfield. I drew my hand. It was like uh, I had Hidden Pass. I had some other objective that was like, I think it was, uh, I'm pretty sure that I had, uh, I had uh, Change of Tactics. So I, so I was like really feeling good about it. Like, uh, oh, I'm just going to go in his backfield. I'm going to. I'm going to put her on guard. Maybe I can score, change attack, just get an upgrade on her. And, you know, it's, it's a good position. So I, I played, so I got to the point where I played hidden pass, and then he comes out with uh, the counter spell. Uh, missed, uh, what's it called? Uh, For, uh, forceful denial? Forceful denial. And and he rolled he rolls his success on it. Yeah, I've been playing that uh, that a little bit more in my Molog's deck as anti anti Molog tech. Yeah, yeah. So at that point, I was kind of screwed because the way that the cards lined up in my hand, I needed the Briar Queen to do something, and I had her all the way away into my backfield, so she was kind of out of range of everything, and the cards just. I couldn't use anything basically. So I, I pretty much wasted that whole first round. And, uh, the next thing that happened was, I think I sent the, I sent the Everhanged in there and then he rebounded me. Oh, and he killed himself. I had him, I had him. Works every time. uh, He was inspired. So that's how he must've killed him. He hits for three when he's inspired. Yeah. Okay. So he can kill himself when he inspires. Yeah. No, he probably had great strength on him or something. I might have had that. Because Everhanged yeah. only hits for two with Cleave when he's inspired. It's in your deck or Glory Seeker or something. Yeah. I see. Yeah. All right. And incredible strength. You have all three. Yeah, you have great incredible strength. Yeah. Okay. So and then I think the first the first game he scored a lot of glory. Yeah. Because he I can actually hold on. Actually yeah, he has a lot of score immediately cards in his deck, and he can probably snowball. Well, and he also has the the tome of offerings, right? Which you know everybody has at this point. Yeah, tome of offerings. If you're is tough to aggro beat, at uh, all, that's like the only reason to buy the God Swarm. Well, when you're pack. playing Thorns of the Briar Queen, it's it's really tough to beat. Uh, if they get the if they get the tome of offerings out real early enough. Yeah, it's it's like a uh, free ten glory or something. If you, you just have to go around killing guys and. It's a crazy amount of glory. So I didn't at that point I didn't really have the ability to defend myself. Yep. And he had good upgrades and all that stuff. So the first game, that's how it went. 
All right, second, second game. game started off. I felt better about it. I scored. I scored supremacy. I killed Stormsire good. with the. I think the Briar Queen went in and killed Stormsire. Nice. nice. Uh, but then I think it was uh, at the end of the first round or the second. I think of the first round. Uh, Amon, he just came out with all this stuff. He scored. Uh, it was magical supremacy. Oh, so some sometime during the the round, he did harness the storm right for casting a spell. Mm-hmm. Sure. So then he came out with magical supremacy, victory after victory, and escalation, one shot. Nice. Yeah, that's a yeah. We'll we'll get into that victory after. We'll victory. We'll get into it's it. Yeah, because cool he's gonna. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so he scored. Very delete. So but... he kind of cascaded a bunch of the score immediately cards. All is what you're yeah. saying. He was able to just continuously score and draw a bunch of cards. So I was all happy about myself. I I got supremacy, and then he scored. It was like five, five glory or six glory or something like that. After that, I couldn't really catch up. Right. All right. Hmm. So so we're uh, so we're two so we're two one and we're o two so far. Mm-hmm. Yep. All right, so let's move on to round two. Uh, Randall, who did you play round two? Well, round two, I had to play a very nice guy playing Far Striders. Yeah, this guy, which, uh, uh, Art. Right. Because I'm, I'm actually looking in BCP right now, and I'm looking at it, and I can actually... Oh, no, sorry, Bart was the first round. Bart was the first round. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, hold on, wait. So let me see if I can find it. Oh, you played a guy named Travis. Yes. Okay. Travis, second round. Yep, and playing Far Strider. Far Striders. And... Yeah, it's it's a tough that that again is a is a pretty tough matchup um for Thorns of the Briar Queen because he can very easily kill a lot of the chain rasps and sure. you know cuz he was playing mostly an aggro style was he so playing he Shardgale? had the I believe he had Shardgale. He never got it off though, I don't think. Okay. And uh or maybe he did once. But he he you know, he had all the cards like um Lethal Ward and the sh- the shadow encroaching shadow, oh yeah, and ranger strike or raptor strike or whatever it's yeah, called. Yeah, all the ones that do like little right. pink damage. So if he just if he just hits my guy one time, then he can play one of those cards and uh, and kill it yeah. and kill it. So it's yeah. just it's it's a it's a tough matchup, I th- I believe. But I was doing okay. So in the first game, um, it was just straight up deployment, and he came in early with uh, Far Strider and Eagle Eye, and I was able to kill both of them while scoring some cards. I felt like I was doing really good in that round. But he did end up uh, killing a few and scoring some immediate scores. That was put him uh, even with me. And then at the end, I really thought that I had the, you know the first round in the bag, but he actually played... Uh, he still had one fighter left, and he played uh, Conquest... Ah. Which for for two, and then he played this one. I just uh, had it up here. Sigmar's finest. It says score this in an end phase if your surviving fighters, at least one, are outnumbered by surviving enemy fighters by at least three to one. And of course, you so were. since he had one guy left, <laughs> uh, yeah, and I had like four, he was able to get that for two, and we ended right. up tying at fourteen to fourteen, and neither of us were on the objectives. So that, right. was a, that was a, a, a tie game there. So we went to the second game, and he he came in really early. It, it, 
at that point, I, I think I lost the board rollout for that, so I put the um, the Soul Refractor board out with the three block texts near the middle. The three individual block texts. Um, it's called the Soul Refractor. It's the it, blue that's one, one that, that it used got... to look like a pyramid. Yeah, 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 yeah. And I put that one out, hoping that he could, you know, he wouldn't be able to get as good shots on me with, uh, you know, Far Strider or something like that. So what he ended up doing was he. He got a glory side. I think he did change of tactics, and he ran in and charged. And he put the upgrade on um, Eagle Eye, where if you fail to hit him, then he just hits you right back. Mm. And I remember that one really screwing with my whole plan, because it's like if he if he hits you back, if you know if you don't hit him, and you're you know you're hit, trying to hit him with like chain rass that do yeah, you know, have one dice. I think I had uh, what's it called. Um, keep them guessing in my hand so at at some point i had to attack him and of course he you know i failed and then he hit me back and killed me right Ouch. so that was a really good uh he, he he ran right up on my territory and in between a lot of the block texts and just kind of forced me to attack him and yeah that ended up i ended up losing that one and yeah. then in the third game i was off to a really good start i got like supremacy and uh, he ended up getting something pretty significant too. And he, but uh, you know, at the end of we ran out of time, so the TO came over and was like, "Make sure you guys just stop right now and to total it up." And he was like one more ahead of me at that point. So yeah, I lost that goes, one. I've noticed that in um, in tournaments, if you have an hour and a half and it goes to three games, very often that third game gets cut off. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. He had that uh, card. There's another card he had that he scored in the third game, Ranger Strike, where if he kills, it's a score immediately if he kills two guys in your warband. Yeah, where and if you have yeah. chain rats. So I found that he his deck, like that faction in general, is I feel is pretty strong against uh, Thorns of the Briar Queen, mm. and also um, his deck was you know tuned to to that because you're never going to get that Sigmar's finest and you know against a lot of like almost impossible to get it against certain warbands. Mm. Yeah, and Ranger Strike like... too. Killing two guys in one turn is pretty tough. Pretty tough yeah. to do against Cursebreaker or Malog or something like that. Sigmar's finest is is the one where you're outnumbered. Yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, that's not even playable against. Yeah, I, I wouldn't. I would. Would I wouldn't even had that in there, especially if you're going to a Grand Clash. Yeah, if you, I mean, if you're expecting to win the game, it's like... exactly. I mean, especially if you're planning on going and. But he had it, and he what? be a lot of Thunderbuddy there. There's gonna be a lot of Molog there. It's like it seems like all right. Well, but he had it, and it's good against you. Yep. All right, um, Rob, round two. Round two, uh, played a gentleman named Eric Wheeler. Yep. This was a very one-sided game. What faction was he playing? He was playing Thorns. I was it was a mirror match. Oh, okay. And for whatever reason his dice were not hot, he his heart wasn't in it. It was extremely one-sided. All uh, right. So I don't want to talk about it too much. Yeah, I know. I mean that happens sometimes, you know, yeah. you get into a situation like but that. I, I I did find that I think my deck is is good against and we'll talk about this later with me versus Randall. I think my deck is pretty good with the mirror match. Right, because like it's uh, I don't know why exactly, but I just have like a lot of very. It's like better at being whatever it is, you know. Okay, we'll, we'll, we'll get to it in a minute. We'll get to it in a minute. Yeah. 
Yep. Um, speaking of uh, good against Randall, round three. But well, I'll just preface this: Rob and and I and our friend Mike drove for about a total probably fourteen, fifteen hours to get to Adapticon. Yep, in the car, right? Yeah. Round three. Look at the DCP app. Rob Mead. <laughs> it's, like, it's like the weirdest thing because that happened to me at Nova last year in the X Wing tournament. As I drove down with my friend Chris, and like we ended up playing each other in the third round. Like that's just like a thing that happens. If you go to a giant tournament with a buddy and then you're playing the same one, you are going to play each other. Ninety something people. Uh, it's happened to us before too. Yeah. Yeah, that yeah. happened. Yeah, me and Rob played X Wing in the tournament at some point. That was a couple of years ago. All right. Well, let's talk about it, guys. What happened? Well, first game, uh, I won the board roll off, which I didn't want. And then proceeded to roll exactly zero successful rolls anytime I ever touched dice. <laughs> that would have been so bad, man. Holy yeah. crap. That's how it feels. The dice were definitely cold. I don't know if it was that bad. It was it was that bad. And I basically I was so far behind after like the first activation that I was kind of just like going through the motions and just kind of hoping for play the next game. You see, point. this is what I remember when, when you guys were like going and it has like how many losses you have. Uh-huh. And I was like, I was like, you know, Randall, you're like all the way at the bottom of your like win loss record. And you, it said that you had like 11 losses. Yeah. That was some bullshit with that. No, no, it was right here. Rob, who, who plugged in the numbers for this? Because Rob got eight wins in this particular round. I'm oh, looking at it right oh. here. Eight wins. Yeah, Rob. it says eight wins. Eight <laughs> wins. It's the other. No, no, it's not. Not two. Eight. I don't know how you did that. How'd you get eight well, games in? It must have been an eight zero. Oh, just saying. I was like, I, I remember, I remember texting uh, Randall and being like, "Why do you have eleven losses?" I have no idea how that mm. could possibly happen. Well, whoever entered this in said that Rob won eight times. Just saying. All right. So, uh, all right. So that was, uh, so the first game just was, first was it game just like was just the a entire blowout. match? Destroyed was... me, yeah. Okay. Yeah. And then right. the second game was a lot more interesting. Uh, we were both, you know, kind of neck and neck. Yeah. For a while. A closer game. Yeah. Much closer. And, uh, I got a couple like crit defense off and, but then eventually you killed my Briar Queen, and then got the uh, Howling Vortex and pushed all my guys off the objectives. Yeah, that was Vortex. That was good one. Yep. All right. So, so yeah, man, just, you know, it was, like both of us had our souped up Briar Queens. You know, we, we, we were both running around slaying each other and then, you know, teleporting around. And then his eventually, his, you know, six damage, six health, Three defense dice, Briar Queen killed my six damage, six health, three defense dice, Briar Queen, and that's kind of it. Yeah, that seems to be kind of like how to play. I think Briar Queen just in general, um, yep. it's to just just you know really soup up the Briar Queen herself and go in there and just teleport around the board and just deal massive amounts of damage and you know and then just have the the other little guys kind of just help out a sit on the objectives, like, sit on objectives get supporting, yeah. yeah. All right. You can push the yeah. other guys off objectives is important too. Mm. Yep, you could do so much damage. All right, sounds good. Uh, it was, yeah, it was a good. So, but he did uh, end up two annoying me. So, right. So, so at this point, uh, Randall, you're one and two. Yep. And Rob, you're two and one. 
Um, yeah, and he had yeah. uh, kind of blowout wins in both of his. Right, in both of his wins. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Okay, yeah. so let's move on to round four. And uh, Randall, you were playing a guy named Jesse. Yep, he's a cool, cool. guy. Cool. And uh, we, we had a we had a good time. It was it was a is a sepulchral guard again. Guard. Uh, who are pretty tough for me, I'd say. I don't know. Maybe yeah. I just don't understand them as as well as sure. other factions. Um, Premacy. Also, I'm looking at the, this guard. Keep them guessing. Only way out. Yeah, it was a pretty standard. You know what you'd denial? think of a of a pretty. Yeah, he always, he kept um, discarding denial. Yeah. I don't really know why that was in there. I don't know why it's in there. Um, it was an exciting uh, three game set. Right? I lost the first game and then came back and uh, mm -hmm. and beat beat him uh, two after that. Okay. I mean, um, and it was it was just a it, it was tough because I had to. It's hard when the sepulchral guard, you know, they have like the warden and the champion and the the harvester was really yeah. dangerous against them. He kept putting a lot of upgrades on the harvester and just trying to get you know AOE attacks off on me. So I, not only was I having to worry about my own objectives, but I had to make sure that he didn't, you know, two for one one of my guys, you know, or kill two of my guys with one shot. I mean, because the harvester has a AOE attack. Yeah. Yeah, but he always misses with it. Yeah, yeah, it's not a very good attack. It's like it's like having yeah. a mighty swing. Yeah, but you know, with with my luck, he would probably you know ace both my guys with that. But you're right, he did set it up, and one time he I did get it off. One time he did get it off, and he hit, and he didn't hit shit with it. Yeah, it was pretty funny. The ill luck of the the harvester overrules the Randall luck. Uh, oh, really? Okay. Uh, that's <laughs> okay. yeah. The harvester bad luck is is pretty strong. I don't know good if I know. can. I don't know if I can stand up to that. Right, I played I played the guard for a little while. And yeah, you I did. Never, you played him for a while. I yeah. never was able to to hit anything with that guy. <laughs> you never got and the AOE playing... kill two guys with one activation. I, yeah, that's why I, I just switched the, to putting everything on the champion. Everything goes on the champion, and then I just totally ignored. The I was like the harvester didn't exist. Yeah, it was like he didn't even exist. He's, right, he's well, maybe I, maybe I respected the harvester a little too much, but I remember. A lot of the games ended up me with me like winning the board roll. So I had to if I if I got supremacy or whatever, I'd have to go to his side. And I ended up having to do all this weird stuff like pushing the chain rasps and then charging with them to try to get to to bump him off the objectives. Yeah. And uh then move on to the objectives with the Briar Queen. I had to do one where um I kinda YOLO'd the, the ever hanged in there and sort of relied on defending when he hit back and, and he yeah. defended it. And then I used uh, ready for, you know, I put an upgrade out ready for action to knock his guy off the objective and then use uh, the Briar Queen with Inescapable Vengeance to get onto the objective. That sounds like a really fun game. Yeah. Yep. Why don't, why cool. don't we have more games like that at the club? What's what that, like other crazy stuff? Where we have like, where we have like different factions? You know, lots of things happen. You know, <laughs> things. Oh, no. Different figures going no, against each other. No, 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 no. It's just me going around and bashing all your guys stuff well we had a pretty good game at the club the other day where i ro you rolled two crits on your monologue oh yeah that's right on my i double queen. critted on a monologue no, no 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 but hold on but you were doing that thing where you're like mad that monologue is going to come in and destroy you yeah and you like threw both your defense dice like before i threw anything yeah and you rolled two and i'm like oh okay uh, well i guess uh, i'm not hitting it then i yeah. threw my two yeah. and it's like ah <laughs> anyway it's just like crits yeah. plenty so oh, that was a good... those were natural rolls, everybody. That it was picture. no re that, that, that that was pretty fun. That was crazy. Yeah. I've never seen that before. 
Anyway, never seen double crits on double crits. Never. And I pushed you. you I remember did. I pushed you. Sure did. Yes. Okay. So, uh, and then uh, Rob, uh, you played uh, you played uh, Hanif, who's the guy that we've mentioned on the show before because he's in the New York City scene. Um, yeah. What was he playing? Curse Breakers again? Curse Breakers. Cool. How'd that go? Well, it was it was pretty one sided in my favor. Uh, dice were pretty cold for him. the The first game, I remember, I came out with a very aggressive. Well, I think I had a last chance in my hand. Oh, yeah. So you can. So yeah. I could take a chance with a guy. Sure. So I think I sent the hangman in, which is always a little bit of surprise because people don't expect him. He has the, that four movement right off the bat. Mm-hmm. And I and I went in with a hangman. I, I charged with a hangman onto one of his objectives, surrounded by two of his dudes. So I had one, like, uh, he had like Stormstar on one side, another dude on the other side. And. Basically, I think I think I got the the last chance went off. I I might have done some damage to him, and then he attacked me back. But after that, then I could I uh, I sent the Briar Queen in, teleporting. Probably have the uh, you know the teleport card, and I just had both of them. So two so two dudes on on his side of the board. So that let let me score uh, supremacy because he he was just busy on his side of the board. Yeah. Exactly. You kept at that point, and you know, little by little, I just got the upgrades on them, and uh, I won that way. Second game, I, I don't even remember. <laughs> it was something. It was something pretty similar. Gotcha. I I went in with the Briar Queen, and I, I upgraded her, and you know, the you did what you're supposed to do. I get it. I get yep. it. I've seen it. All right. And so it, it sounds tough. good. It's, it's, a lot, it's really tough for way. people to. To handle the teleporting Briar Queen, if you can get first, like if you can score a score immediately objective, like change of tactics or something really early, and get an upgrade on the Briar Queen and then teleport her around, it's yeah. hard for people to deal with early on. Yeah, everything, I'm... everything just worked the way it was supposed to work. So and that that did it for me. Yeah, I remember playing against your your thorns before, uh, maybe like a week or so beforehand. It actually might be one of the stream games, and I was playing I was playing Molog. And uh, and you were you had the Briar Queen all the way on the other side, and my Moloch had already been damaged a little bit, and I was like, oh, no matter what I do, you're just gonna come in here and you know, bamf across the board and hit me. I'm like, wait a minute, not if I stand right there. And I noticed that there was like one yeah. one of those starting hexes like in the corner where I'm three hexes away from another starting hex, and I'm like, oh, I can just go there. So I just stood on it. <laughs> And then you, yep. you got stuck. Yeah. And I think I tipped you off to that one too. Did you? I uh, might have. I was looking around. I remember looking around for like a while and going like, eh, but it's, not, work. it's not, it's not hard to uh, predict. Yeah. Something true. like that is going to happen. You gotta, and actually just like, just side note, like tip to everybody. Like it, make sure before you make a decision that you see all of the upgrades that are on things. Because uh, if sometimes those upgrades, you know, people put them down and they kind of like put them under stuff and maybe forget what it is. Um, Oh yeah, because yeah. if I if I didn't remember that it, that she had that, because she might have put that on, you might have put her that on her like like activations and activations ago, and and if I wasn't like paying attention, I wouldn't know to do that. Um. Yeah. All right. So cool. So um. So uh. So how did we end up? We ended up. Rob. I was uh, two, sorry, and two, Randall, and two and two, and I was two and two, and Rob was three and one with three. Very three and high, one. Very high three, scoring. Yeah, blowouts. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, so the only one that you lost was to Amon, who we'll talk about in a little bit. So you actually ended up doing pretty well. 
Yeah, eighth place. Eighth place, man. Top ten. Top ten for this guy right here. All right. He's done. All right. And the only guy you lost to was like a dude. The guy who ended up getting better going to the fifth round. Exactly. Which we'll talk talk about in a minute. Talk about in a minute. All right. So so uh so Rob, just tell us a little bit. And by the way, you can go on to Underworlds DB, those of you listening at home, and click on the Thorns of the Briar Queen deck that came in eighth at Adepticon. That is Rob's deck. And I have it up right in front of me. And uh, can you uh, tell us about it, Rob? Like, what what went into putting it together? Um, first, can I read off uh, the objectives? Do you mind everything that we got? Well, I mean, I'll I'll read through them and I'll just basically tell my thoughts about each one. Yeah, real quick, one sentence or less. Let's go. Well, well, for first of all, the overall strategy of the deck. Mm. Uh, what I was going for was something very redundant, very reliable. And the basic strategy is to, like you're we talking about, upgrade the Briar Queen so it's going to be very high damage uh, aggro strategy, but also a little bit of flex. You know, I have supremacy in there, but that's the only thing that requires standing on objectives, and you know, very maneuverable because that's the Briar Queen needs that. Yeah. So anyway, we'll I'll go through the uh, the objectives. I got escalation, of course, master of, of war, of course. I have. Just not mine. I gotta make. I was looking dude, at the other one. Dude, <laughs> Just like a lot of them. Start the change of tactics. Change of tactics. Because you have two gambits that put guard tokens on things. Right? Change of tactics. Escalation. Yeah. Uh, change of tactics. I have. I have the spectral parry in there as well, so that right. helped me to score that a lot easier. Mm-hmm. We have spectral parry uh, and keep them. Massive guessing, assault right? is is the one that I might have. You know, this is like one of the first. Objectives that I might switch out of there if uh, if there was something a little better, but I well, have I like have if you lose the Briar yeah. Queen early like that's very hard to score. Well, not really because I mean I have great strength. I have hmm. Glory, Glory Seeker, Seeker. Yeah. and I have incredible incredible strength. strength that I use my my uh, restricted slot on. Right. So if 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 uh, the Briar Queen goes, I mean. You know, maybe she dealt some damage before she went. I can also put those things on the Everhang or Varklov. Right. Because okay. they yeah, are also high damage. Var- Varklov and the Briar Queen both do three damage when they're inspired. Yep. So it's, it's actually not a bad card in your deck, but I guess it, it might have been awkward to score sometimes for you. Yeah, at first when I put it in there, I was, wasn't that sure. But, but I've scored it pretty, you know, fairly fairly regularly maybe i'd say maybe like half the time i score it it's in, in there i score it all right so, so i think it's, it's, it's still like a, it's still a bubble card though for your objectives yeah all right all right so we um, got uh so i mean everything else seems like kind master of like, yeah master is part of my strategy i have dual wits and improvisation so those are both ploys and they might lead they to bring more getting ploy. more yeah. ploys so it Really increase the chance that I'm going to score that. Yep. Because, but the one thing that I wasn't sure about is I have Howling Vortex in there, which isn't a ploy. But yeah, I mean, it was so good that I just had to have it in there. You have 11 gambits though, and only one of them yeah. is uh, is a spell. Only one. Yeah. So that's but still you have 10 gambits. Like it's likely to score them. Yeah. Okay. It's pretty likely. Sure. I wasn't sure about it, but it, it, it works out fine. I think. I see uh, keep them guessing, which is 
good for Nighthawn because uh, Varklov's ability you're probably going to use. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Varklov's ability applies to keep them guessing. You have a lot of guys, so, you uh, know, and, and guard is usually fine since you have change of tactics. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it, it's good to put the Briar Queen on guard quite a bit because she's going to go in a risky area and just teleport there, put yeah, her on guard for defense, teleport yeah. her in. And then she's, you know, and you could put some defensive stuff on and it's really yeah. powerful. She also hits at two range and you also have another six guys around. So getting that single attack off is really not so difficult. And they are they're and they're pretty fast. Yeah. So if you need to charge, it's also probably not that difficult. Yep. Uh, do you find yourself having to sometimes uh, do things that are suboptimal moves just to score it? Because I know that people have been talking about keep them guessing. To score, keep them guessing? Yeah. Because it, it forces you to do specific things. You know, you have you have to do four of you have to do for those of you who don't know the card, um, you have to do um, four uh, actions, different actions on fighter cards. So you can do um, yeah. an action on a fighter card. A sorry, sorry, you have to do f- four different actions. It can be an action on a fighter card, not an upgrade, by the way. Mm-hmm. Um, it can be uh, an attack, a charge, uh, puts putting something on guard, or a move. So you have to make sure that you do uh, one of each of those once. Um, yeah. Right. So do you find yourself ever having to do something that's suboptimal just to score the card? I think I did at first when I first started playing with the card a lot. But I think I think now it's very rare that I do something that's really suboptimal. Gotcha. You know, I mean, getting getting to glory for a, a yeah, for like a weird move for not... free, basically just doing your moves and playing your game yeah. is, is great. I mean, yeah. it's it's worth a little bit of, you know, sacrifice for that. One sure. thing I want to say is that in in Thorns of the Briar Queen specifically, it's pretty easy to score. Uh, one of the cards that Rob has uh, is the um, what's it called? Sudden appearance. Ah. So the son of the sudden appearance, because it just it's just a ploy. Says choose a friendly fighter and place them on any starting hex. It's very easy to get the part of keep them guessing where you have to attack without charging. Yeah, 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 but it's it's easy for thorns because thorns could do the var varclaw action, yep. and that leaves uh, guard, which is easy to do. It leaves uh, charge, guard, and move. Yeah, so, and ready for action. Super also, easy. Does right. it. And and also also when a lot of times when we have to do a move, I you know if I haven't gotten supremacy yet, just move someone onto the objective or you know the varclaw, or you know, you can usually figure out. Uh, objectives that you're playing that might come up later, you know, just uh, set yourself up for later on in the game using keep them guessing and, you know, yeah, sometimes with keep do something them... that that is might not be good right now, but it's going to be good later on. Yeah, sometimes I'll move the Briar Queen onto an edge hex if I haven't drawn uh, hidden paths yet. So for the part of keep them guessing. Where you just have to move without attacking, I might yeah, just move, move her onto move action. Yeah, move her All onto right. the edge, and then, and then in the late draw, in the late yeah, in the late game, it's fine because there's not really that much you could do anyway. Usually, right. All right, uh, Rob. I see you have martyred and strong start. Got both martyred and strong start. It's well, I have strong start is good because of a uh, briar queen. Briar queen. Yep, and martyred. I can usually control it. What I what I'm going for in either case. And yeah, then the martyr because I'm I have seven dudes, so always some right, and most of them are die. chain rasps, right? Yeah. All right, so, cool. So yeah. those are the objectives, and you have supremacy. 
um, and no third end phase anything. No third end phase anything, which means that it's very so I'm very seldom that I ever will uh, get stuck with a card. Yeah. Get stuck with will uh, have to mulligan my objectives. Not bad. All right, cool. I usually uh, can use everything that I draw. Yeah, that's 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 something to consider when you're deck building. All right, so uh, let's talk about the gambits. Uh, well, I see well, one thing. Wits. One thing. Sorry. Yeah. But the fact that you have only you you don't have any third end phase objectives means that your deck only has 16 glory total yes. that you can yes. score, which is actually on the on the low side for uh, for a lot of decks. It is on the low uh, side out there. Yeah. The, but, uh, what's it? Aman yeah, has 16 in his uh, Curse yeah. Breaker deck, but a lot of the other ones have, you know, pushing 20. Or... Tome of Offerings, man. I, yeah. Yeah, Tome of Offerings. The other thing is that I would prefer to have lower scoring things that are more likely than higher scoring things that are less likely. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And aggro. So you know, a lot of right, my... So you're going to be killing things. Just yeah, saying a that. Of, a, lot of my, a lot of my glory is going to come from killing stuff. Right. Yeah. And, you know, and he had three blowout wins, so... Mm-hmm. You know, there you go. All right. That's so, just something uh, you got to plan around. If you're not going to play any, if you're not going to play any third end phase objectives like uh, superior tactician or conquest or something like that, then uh, you have to build something in your deck that can score you a lot of glory, like tome of offerings or maybe the keys or something like that. Mm. Are we finally ready to go to the gambits? Yep. yep. Cool. All right. So gambits. I see you have uh, duel of wits and improvisation. Yep. So Gets through they stuff. they cycle through the cards very fast. So sure, I can. Yeah, it's just more dual wits. Basically, these give me more cards in my hand than I would normally have. Right. Okay. Hidden path. extra card. I mean, there's nothing wrong with that. Sure. Hidden paths, obviously. Ready for action, obviously. I think last chances, and obviously for any dodge warband. Yeah, of course. Absolutely, especially for for thorns, because you want to give, um, you know, you want to give the Briar Queen a, a chance to stay alive a little longer because she's basically your bread and butter. It's also a reaction, which right. Uh, so it it so does treacherous foe. foe exactly. Um, I see endless malice, which is great. You just get to attack again if you miss, which is really disheartening yeah. if you're on the other end of it. Sometimes, like, oh, who I got out of that? Ah, oh, damn it. Also, yeah. an auto include because of treacherous foe. Right. Yeah, sometimes um, I'll attack with a guy who only has like one dice on swords or whatever, just so I can play Endless Malice and score Treacherous Foe. It's pretty, pretty mm -hmm. funny. Spoils of battle. Yeah, what's Spoils that battle? About? Yeah, well, uh, just getting that first turn kill shot with the Briar Queen. Just, just uh, I always like to have like put a, you know, if I have hidden pass and. Uh, great strength, incredible strength. Yeah, yeah, being able to put that on and yeah, you can really do that for damage. You can really set the like right really off the early. bat. Yeah, is great, and it also helps score ploy master because it's in, instead of even if you know in, in case you have to spending just uh, spend a point instead of spending a glory. Sure, works and on score that. escalation. Uh, yeah, and escalation. Yeah, escalation. Um, I see that you have a lot of faction-specific stuff. We got Endless Malice, Howling Vortex, Maddening Cackle. I hate that one when you're playing Molochs. It's the worst. Um, Spectral Parry and Sudden Appearance. All great faction-specific cards. Yeah, I'd say that Sudden Appearance is pretty much auto-include in all the Thorns decks. Absolutely. 
Endless Malice as well, because like before Treacherous Foe. Uh, Howling Vortex is really awesome. So probably most people are going to have that because, you know, push all enemy fighters one hex is just the control. All of them. Stuff yeah. is so good. Real good. Uh, Maddening Cackle, put that in there. That's my one Molog card. Anti-Molog. It's also anti- uh storm sire it's anti orcs it's anti what else everything i mean dwarves. Yeah, dwarves. yeah it works i mean it's useful it's not useless against that but i think if i didn't have to play against molag all the time i probably wouldn't be in yeah i mean molag is just such a problem the right, other, it's, um, it feels like with the other war bands like their guy gets a little bit stronger when he's inspired right but then against molag it's like his it's all the, the whole the possibilities of what he can do are yeah the whole point yeah. of Molag is to get him inspired just wrecking face yeah the fact Absolutely. that he can char move around charge you multiple times is mm -hmm. extremely hard to deal with from range two yeah right yeah all right, whereas anyway. like somebody else who inspires is like i get one more dice and one i do one more damage you know it's it's not as significant so this <laughs> right you're not gonna play it on shand right yeah yeah yes. i gotcha all right, so let's go to the upgrades. Um, let's see. Acrobatic, I think, is an auto-include if you're playing dodge. Mm -hmm. Yep. Um, incredible. We talked about how you have incredible strength, glory seeker, great strength. Um, you have inescapable vengeance, which we talked about earlier. Faneway crystal, which makes a lot of sense. Faneway is pretty great to have in any deck, no matter what you're doing. Uh, Tome of Offerings, Tome of Vitality. And then three full potions, Constitution, Grace, and Rage. Well, the potions are reactions, so they trigger. Oh, so they trigger treacherous foe. Gotcha, and they're also That's, pretty good. And potion of rage is auto include. So good, so good. But so if you're planning on rolling dice, yeah. But the potions are there for potion of grace is is I wasn't nine hundred percent on, but it triggers treacherous foe and it's useful for a briar queen once in a while. Sure, I mean, for, like, for, yeah. I've been using it in the monologues deck too, and I, I found that it's. It's not amazing, but it does help if somebody, you know, like maddening cackles you and then you just need to be able to get across the board. There are some good combos, like it combos with hidden pass. Yes. Because you don't have to put that thing on. You there. have to have the potion on the fighter already. Yes, so, of course. So you, yeah. Yeah. Just in case anybody at home is thinking you can do it retroactively, you can't. No. Okay. Which, if you have it on, if you have a potion of grace on someone, Maybe a good idea to stick to the edge hexes in case you want to do that. Sure. All right. Uh, so that sounds good. And and Rob, you you found a lot of success with this deck. Um, and congratulations, man. Top top eight. Yeah, I think it was. It's just. It's like a reliable deck. It's it it doesn't rely on all this random stuff. It always works the way it's supposed to. I don't have crazy mulligan stuff. I don't have you know. Which is very helpful. Yeah. It, yeah. So I'm just used to it and I know how to play it. And so All right. what it needs to do when it and also I think that I had two of my things were mirror matches. I think for some reason this deck is really good against playing against uh playing the mirror matches. I'm not sure why. Maybe yeah. maybe it's just that it's just a little you know, when it when it goes up it's just like a little does a little, a little faster what it's supposed to do. Without relying on, uh, you know, and, stuff. And, yeah, and also you don't have to worry about throwing stuff away. No, there's no mulliganing in this deck. Yeah, I mean, if you mulligan, you're you're getting rid of that glory that that you can get through the objectives. There's you, you know, you're 
there's no way you can ever get that glory. Right. Yeah, the howling vortex is really what ruined me at one time. Oh yeah, man, if yeah. that goes off against another thorns that's like yeah. seven dudes move that's crazy that's a lot of value all right anyway uh so now we're gonna go uh on and we're gonna go over the top five decks and the reason why we're going over the top five is because the top five uh all went undefeated for the day and uh if, if you can do that at a grand clash you must have a pretty good deck um so we're gonna go start at number five uh which is a gentleman named jeff osborne who was playing spike claw swarm um, the deck is, let's go over, just, I'll just rattle off what he's got. Um, for objectives, we have Scritch is the Greatest. Yes, yes. Got to have that one if you're playing uh, Spike Worm. Spike Claw Swarm. Uh, Change of Tactics, always good. Escalation, Master of War. Uh, Shining Example and Fired Up. Keep them guessing. Long Strider? Question mark. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, and then uh, What Armor, which also is a little bit like What Armor? And then uh, Three Tactical Supremacies. Uh, what do we think about this, guys? Uh, long strider you can do with potion of grace, I think. Yeah, and he's got he's he had potion of grace, and of course, you know, if one of the one of the rats die and then they get brought back, you can then run them again on the next one and then score it. Um, I think it's fine. Yeah, score immediately. Right. I'm and... a little surprised to see it though, but I, well, um, yeah, I, 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 I see the pathway to yeah, I see the pathway to to scoring it, but uh, yeah. I don't know. One thing I don't like much is the is the what armor. I feel like that's all. It's only... it's just it's just scritch, right? It's just scritch when he's inspired. And he has mutating maul, and that's it. Oh, mutating maul, and in the upgrades. Well, yeah, let's get to those really... two. No dark Third. darts. No dark. No, he's got dark darts. Oh, dark darts. Okay, never mind. Yeah, right. Never mind. Yeah, I take it back. Yep. All right. So there's that. so he's he's adding some upgrades that have that have cleave. Okay. So uh, for gambits, we have musketeer which is uh, put choose something, put them on guard. So it acts like inspiration strikes and plus puts a guard token on uh, scratching in the shadows. Yeah, that is so good. That card. Yeah. Scratching in the shadows, choose an enemy and push them one hack. So it's like sidestep, but also inspire something. Uh, there are always more. I think you kind of have to do that because um, it takes yeah, that's some, a, that's it takes some really guys out. Yeah. yeah. Uh, hidden paths. You have to last chance because it's a dodge war band uh, ready for action because you have to rebound because you have to. Well, he was cho chose that uh, the rebound yeah. and transfixing stare and transfixing is anti stare. Anti yeah. Got to have it. Uh, confusion. That's what he chose to go with confusion. Always good because you can choose yeah. two your guys. It's double inspiration strikes for yep. the price of one uh, mirror move. Because uh, you choose a different fighter and move them and then sidestep because it's also choose. So remember when you're playing Spike Claw, just make sure that all of your gambits or as many of them as you can say choose. Does last chance do that too? No. No. Okay. Um, for the upgrades, he's got acrobatic. Again, another good thing to have if you have a dodge warband, dark darts, which I'm sure are in there because of the what armor. Mm -hmm. uh, shade glass dagger. Yep, that's a restricted. That's a good card. Yeah, it's actually I it's really I've, good I've seen in, it in many times for Skaven. them. Yeah, I just put them on one Give of those. Give him a super guys. accurate three damage attack that and with three just, dice, and if it gets a crit, it's four damage. Yeah, kills, kills just the guy one right shot away. things, yeah. and you know if he dies, he still has the dagger when he gets brought yep. back. Um, Glory Seeker, always good. Um, great strength, muted, mutating maul, which again has uh, you can choose cleave or knock back. It's a two hammer yep. one range to yep. uh two damage it's not bad it's great for you know like the festering skaven or whatever or the yep 
Yeah. Potion of Grace, Potion of Rage, Tome of Offerings, and the Dazzling Key and the Hallowed Key. And I was looking at that, and then we're thinking that maybe that combos really well with the Tactical Supremacies because the Tactical Supremacies, all three of them, either have uh, Objective 1 or Objective 4, and in one case, both. And so the Dazzling Key and the Hallowed Key are the two that that sit on 1 and 4. Right, right. two ones and two two fours yeah. in there. So what do yeah, you think that, about that this? Was confusing. That was confusing at first, but then you have to realize that it, it lines up with the, the yeah. tactical supremacies, yeah. yeah. So interesting. What do we think about this deck just overall? I mean, obviously it does well. Um, I, I thought that it was interesting that it, it seemed to be like kind of like, it seemed more geared toward aggro, but there's a little bit of objective control in it as well. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I, I wonder well, what the is Skaven... Rich versus the other guys. The Skaven being so fast and being able to resurrect on any starting hex, um, it's probably pretty easy to get the tactical supremacies, even if that one is all the way in the back of the board somewhere. Yeah, and he's got one, two, three, potentially four things, uh, gambits that'll move something. Yeah, yeah, he's got a lot of put, you know, sides that mirror move. Yeah, potion of grace is on there too. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, no, I see it. I, I think he it. just kind of. Takes what he can, or with the, and then tries to kill something with Scritch that gets a little too close, and then resurrects and bounces around to all the objectives. Yep. And then whoever's on the objective towards the end of the game gets the gets the key right before the game ends. Right. Oh, right. I just can't help but think there's got to be some very bad setup situations with the, those supremacy cards and uh, the board the board layout. And, you know, with you get only two on your side of the board. It's not easy in some situations with this deck. Yeah, it's yeah. tough when the other guy is trying to play objectives too. If you're pl- if you're playing an opponent that's trying to get objectives, yeah, and you you're you need specific ones, then you a lot of times you have to spend an attack and a move or a card out of your hand to try to get onto that objective. If you if yeah, you're going I mean... for specific ones. I mean, I'll tell you what. I mean, he had 119 glory points scored over the entire day, uh, over four rounds. Yeah, that's, that's a lot. That's a lot. Must have been so, scoring. Yeah, he must given, have been okay. He has he stuff plus for... 33 differential. Yeah. yeah, and he's got um, the Tome of Offerings in there and some nice upgrades for yep. Scritch. He is the glory guy. seeker. Great strength. Potion of Rage. With the Tome of Offerings, he can pick up a lot of extra glory. All right. All right, you want to guys want to move on to number four? Yep, sure. All right, number well, I'm just four. Saying, it, w- it was really nice to see a Skaven player in the top five. Oh yeah, oh yeah, yeah. It's good. It kind of shocked everyone. Good if you know what you're doing. Yeah, yep. absolutely. All right, um, let's let's move on. Uh, we have uh, the Ben Matthews was playing Magors. Um, only dropped one uh, game the entire day, mm-hmm. which is pretty good. And this is a pretty good pretty good deck for magors i haven't been playing them very much lately because i'm trying to win with other stuff um mainly Mala. well you've been playing you played them for Mala a long time very, i played i played them for a long time and it was pre um you know the heyday of them was pre barless the yeah. Wubar, Wubar, right and even after they were still good even after still good they right still now pretty good yeah no i played i played them afterwards too and, and did, did okay they're still good um, they still place highly in a lot of tournaments but they're not they're, they're not uh they're not like like the most top, amount of top, people top. playing. It used to be that you'd have yeah. a ton of people playing them yes. at tournaments. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, they, let's go. Okay. So uh, for objectives, we got uh, no escape, uh, which I used to use. Just what does that one do? Charge. 
make oh. three charge actions. Okay. Oh yeah, perfect. Which is easy to do, and you kind of Crazy. want to do that with them anyway. Uh, Rivers of Blood, which was something that this I didn't used to play with, but it, it is pairs a new, very well with new tech. Else. Yeah. So this combos yeah. with Shark Gale. Right? Shark Gale. Yeah. Yep. Um, Show of Strength is good. I used to use that one. Uh, Magor kill something. Magor is going to kill something. Uh, Alone in the Darkness. I used to play with Alone in the Darkness. Yeah, that's a I risky one. Good. People still take that, though. You got to watch out for I that. I don't think it's that risky because you're going to kill stuff and they're going to yeah. kill you yeah. and, and things are going to die. I okay. still think it's risky. It's risky at the beginning. It, I think that if it comes up early on, but um, but I mean, if you get it towards the end, it's like it's it's like escalation. If you get it towards the end, it's good. Mm. Yeah. Um, master of uh, escalation, mm-hmm. master of war, um, shining example, fired up giant slayer. Yep. That's a, that's a new one that, that one came out in, uh, Malogs. Yep. I see that a lot of things with five, uh, you yeah. know, yeah. This is, I mean, if you kill something with Malog. five wounds, yeah. But, then but, you but get less two now immediately. That the giant growth cards got restrict, got restricted. Right. Right. Yeah. yeah. That's, that's that. Um, anyway, strong start. What armor? Of course, you'd have those in there. And uh, master stroke, which I, I didn't like playing with master stroke, even when I could use all the stuff pre Wubar, and I, I still had trouble scoring master stroke. Um, but you know, and that was with trap and you know all the other stuff. My turn. Yeah, ready this for has action. been a. You know, I, I still had trouble. Master I had a lot of things. Up, right? What's that? that? Yeah, Things got to line up, you know. You got to get. Yeah, I think so. Oh, that, right. that Gorfist doesn't really do any damage ever. So, no, it's annoying. The Gorfist is like annoying, but it's not doesn't kill people. It's, yeah, it does it very infrequently. Um, so for the gambits, one of them got cut off, but we deduced because the way that Underworld's DB uh, sets up which ones are in there. There, there's only nine gambits visible because on the on the upload that he did uh one of them got cut off but i think i deduced that right. it's uh, Hold demonic on. so so he he took a screenshot of underworld's db with his deck and he uploaded the pictures to the bcp app and one of the cards the is one. cut off however yeah. if you anytime you make a deck on underworld's db it will put the faction cards at the top of the list, the in faction cards, and it will put in them in alphabetical order. order. So, so it has to be something that's in faction and before Furious Inspiration. And yep. the only one there that's worth it is Demonic Resilience. Okay. And that one is when you the next guy who gets hit only takes one damage or takes one less damage. It's like, or it's like Potion of Constitution. Okay. But yeah, yeah but it's a gambit. It's a really good card. It's good. Yeah, yeah it's actually and it's faction specific. It's it's actually pretty good. Yeah. Um anyway, so Furious Inspiration, uh, of course. Hidden paths, of course. Inspiration strikes. You gotta. I, I think that putting both inspiration cards in a Magor's deck is a good idea because right. you're, you're going to use one on Magor, you're going to use the other one on Riptooth. Well, and but, we and we yeah. also determined that giving them inspiration strikes also increases their speed, which is really important right. for getting charges off. So having both, it's like is, having a speed card. Yeah, and it does do double duty. Speed card and a booster attack and card. Boost everything. Yeah, they're yeah. very scary when they're when they're already inspired um my turn ready for action of course shard gale of course is is now that that's that's the combo that and rivers of blood because then rivers of blood you just score automatically mm-hmm. um and and also you can use shard gale you know to just make everything in one shot range basically uh spoils of battle uh ghoulish pact i don't know if you need to have two of them um it does set off my turn but then you would have to have that combo Mm-hmm. Um, which I don't think you're gonna have all the time. Um, and then sidesteps always good. 
Uh, I think it's so, worth going for that. The ghoulish pact into my turn. Eh. And then it could also get you rivers of blood, possibly if you don't get shard in your hand. That you can use. I mean, like, like, you know, commanding stride, I think is better than ghoulish pact in this deck. Cause you, sometimes they'll set up, you know, corridor and you're going to need to just have like a little extra. Oh, yeah. There's no, there's no, no spectral, uh, spectral wings. There. Yeah. yeah. I mean, come on. Like, okay. I, I feel like those are really important. I mean, I don't want to knock him. He, you know, he only dropped one game out of four at a grand clash. So, I mean, like, obviously he did a good job, mm -hmm. but I, I don't know. I think it would be even better with a little bit more movement. Um, all right. Upgrades. I agree. Yep. Brutal charge. Um, I did not used to use that one, but I would use it now because other stuff like soul trap and tethered spirit have been boobard really hard. So yeah, he hasn't I, taken any restricted that. upgrades. Yeah, um, so. no, no respite is one I used to use because that's a reaction. So it would set off master stroke. If somebody dies, they get to attack before they die. It, it could put it on anybody rip, but rip tooth mm -hmm. trophy hunter, which is a Magor specific tome of offerings. Mm -hmm. Excellent. Gory visage drops uh, the damage down on Magor. You got to keep Magor alive. He's your bread and butter. Um, Glory seeker. Great fortitude, great strength. Potion of constitution is just demonic resilience in upgrade form. Tome of offerings. Yo, put that and trophy hunter on Magor and have him wreck face. You're getting every time you kill something, it's three. Mm -hmm. Three so glory good. just for a kill. <laughs> Yo, if I had that against like chain rafts, bonk, 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 game over. Yeah, you haven't been playing them since that card I came have out. Not. <laughs> I don't know. I might, I might try this one out with like taking out Ghoulish Pact. But yeah. uh, but this is pretty good. I How mean, do we I feel I, about uh, no I, I, potion I of rage in this. No potion of rage. I don't know about that. I love potion of rage. The, you you got Magor's already stuff. pretty accurate anyway. So maybe, maybe yeah, Igor's got to land stuff. You got to like, just guarantee you, that it, he gets all about him. killing stuff. You positively have to kill stuff, and so potion of rage just makes that happen. What do you think you would drop for potion of rage? Uh, potion of constitution. If I have demonic resilience already. There's three. There's three defense cards. There's three plus one wound cards in there. Yeah, that's good. Oh yeah, we determined. So he has gory visage, and and we determined that he has the the gambit where it does pretty. Oh much four, the same yeah, because of yeah. the gory visage. Yeah, it's good. It's no, it's good. I can see this being good. A lot of good defense in there. Obviously, I mean, obviously, it did really well. All right. And that's kind of the point of Magor. You want to just get in there, hit hit him real hard, and then just survive for as long as possible. Right. Then you, and then your, when everybody's your stats dead, are you just play alone yet. in the darkness. Yeah. yeah. See? Yeah. See? All right. Let's go tournament deck number three. Uh, this was a Thorns of the Briar Queen deck played by a guy named, I'm going to suppose it's Zach Cachetta. Looks like it's Zach okay, Cachetta. Cool. And, and this is our first did not drop a game all tournament long. Yeah, the champion. The top, the top three did not drop anything in the in the opening rounds. Mm -hmm. Okay, so which really sucks because this guy like went completely, completely undefeated mm -hmm. and did not fight for the top. And this guy's deck it's is terrible. awesome. It is awesome. All right, so here we go. Thorns of the Briar Queen objectives. We got change of tactics, cover ground, which you're gonna do. Um, escalation, our only way out. Superior tactician, swarming spirits which we've talked about. Swarming Spirits is the one where you like move a chain rasp through if you, something. If, well, it's, if you move any character through, through yeah, two different, you have to move two different fighters through enemies, and then you get an immediate score one glory. All right, cool. That's a good one. Um, treacherous Foe, and it's faction specific. So yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. Treacherous nobody, foe, nobody else can move through like that. 
keep them guessing martyred no mm -hmm. strong start opening gambit yeah it's a good one yeah i mean he's the opening he's gambit got, is like, yeah he's got six uh score immediately if so you basically that. it's if you did a score immediately during the round then again. you get yeah. opening gambit for one in the end phase and there's, and there's a lot of easy and he has ones. superior yeah. tactician so it, it combos right. with that definitely going with that supremacy and our only way out from earlier and mm -hmm. then what armor what armor mm -hmm. yeah what armor because uh ever hanged when ever hanged in... and headless nick both have cleave oh do they yeah okay when they're inspired got it when they're inspired yeah does he have anything else that gives i don't see any upgrades no. that give it hmm I don't know. If, uh, yeah, it's kind of, it's kind of. I had it in my deck. It, it's, it can be a little sketchy sometimes. It's, it's risky, but then again. But it's good, I'm and it's not really undefeated. So okay, I guess the thing is just it. It's good. It's a good score immediately for for one, and it's not restricted. So sure. That's sure. why it's it's seeing a lot of play right now. All right. Uh, going on to the gambits, we got last chance because you have to in this in thorns. Mm -hmm. Um, ready for action because you have to in. Any Cause, deck because you're playing because you're playing Shade Spire, so you right, have ready exactly. for action in your deck. Uh, rebound because Molog yep, is around. That's what he chose. Drift, drifting advance because sometimes you want to Varclaw without having to spend the activation. Well, yeah, I mean, yeah, it's good because then you can move. You know, moves them before your activation. Five models, yeah, right. And um, you can get inspired with it. You can inspire multiple guys with it. Yeah, um, endless malice and sudden appearance. We've talked about. Um, here and uh, transfixing stare, which again is anti great anti-mollog tech, but it works on other stuff too. Mm -hmm. Um, and then here's where I see a couple of gambits where I'm like, hmm. He first, uh, he uh, we got counter charge and mirror move. Yeah. Yep. Which are push which are both, cards, which are both reactions. They help, they help to inspire the the, the chain the chain rasp. Sure, you get treacherous foe off of them. I mean, I I can see it. I, I just wonder if there's better stuff to put. Yeah, you can push yourself. You can push things back on objectives. You can push guys off of objective. You know, yeah, it's a lot. A lot of you know, mirror move is is pretty crazy card. It's a reaction. Play this after an opponent pushes a fighter. Choose a different fighter and push them the same number of hexes. So if they push one of their guys yeah. onto an objective, you can push another, another one of off. their guys off of the objective. You can push one of your guys onto an objective. It's a crazy card that a yeah. lot of people should use more. And a lot of the yeah, I really should use that card more. And it's a reaction. And counter charge is kind of the same thing. You can charge one guy. You can move, push a guy yeah. in so that you have, you're supported now. Or and you then can also push onto an objective. The, yeah. Right. And then it also goes into the inspiration. Yeah. Right. Because they'll be inspired. Yep. When you become inspired when it's your turn again. Yep. Yeah. Um, lastly, spent a restricted slot on pit trap. Pit trap. That's kind of which weird. Is a reaction. So yeah, treasure reaction. Bow. Deal of damage, which is nice. Yeah. I mean, I mean, I mean it, it helps the Briar hard. Queen out a little bit so she can one shot somebody. Yeah, it's after the attack, so you can't, uh, you can't like my turn off of it or something because it's yeah, it's, it's got it's some deployed. weird interactions there. Yeah, right, not an attack. So, okay, yeah, he we'll also has yeah. uh, we'll see one of the upgrades coming up where right, yeah, yeah, yeah okay, it, so it we works have, good with that. We have acrobatic, of mm -hmm. course, inescapable vengeance, of course. Mm -hmm. Shackle guys chains. Yeah, Shackle guys chains is uh, so so he's so he must be attacking with Varklov. Yeah, this right. is a pretty popular card. Tome of offerings. Yeah. Tome of offerings for Tome only Varklov. Sure, but then and he I also think has that's Tome of what offerings. the pit trap. I think that's where he, he has the pit trap. Trying to make to sure these boost him up a little bit. Yeah, I gotcha. All right, so we have Fainway Crystal, of course. Glory Seeker, of course. Great Fortitude, Great Strength, Potion of Rage, Tome of Vitality, Tome of Offerings. All normal stuff. Standard. Okay. 
I mean, I, I see this as being really cards. Good. Yeah, obviously. All right, let's go into the second place one. Okay, so this is a Mons deck that you saw, yeah. Rob. All right, so yep. let's. So he was playing Thunder Buddies, and we got the objectives. Here's the objective list: we have Escalation, Master of War, Superior Tactician, uh, Victory after Victory. That's the one where if you score two, score immediately cards, or is it any? No, it's, it says score this in an end phase if you scored three or more, more other, other objective cards in this so round. So that includes immediately. Right, so you have to score four objectives in one round. No, 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 because they no, they it said is, in the right. They said in the FAQ that you can change the, the, well, I guess they officially said this, that you can order how you score the objectives in the end phase. Right. Yeah, and you so score this one last. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So, yeah, let's say you've scored two score immediately throughout the round, and then you score escalation or something. Then and you, have, you have escalation and victory after victory in your hand. You score escalation first. You put that card down first. Then you say after after that after you pick up the glory for that you say all right now I've scored these two score immediately and escalation now I drop victory after victory you get two glory points right yeah. and you would do the same thing if you had master of war master, master of war, war works right. Right. one and so you can score escalation first and then master of war yeah. is now pretty, it's- pretty cool card yeah. okay so then we have shining example uh, harness the storm which is immediately if you make a spell which you're going to it's the easiest card easiest yeah. best faction specific single objective in the game yep um uh, magical supremacy score uh scored if you successfully ta- uh, cast two or more spells which is probably going to happen because you're yep. probably going to be shooting um with uh storm sire mm-hmm. measured strike which is just precise use of force but it's faction specific and not uh restricted Yep. Um, sorceress scouring if you kill something with a spell, which you're probably going to do here. Definitely. Uh, strong start. Sire is going to kill someone. Yep. Strong start because you're going to kill things because yeah, probably before things. they kill you. Yep. Probably. And uh, what armor because uh, Rastus has cleave yep. all the time. Right. See, that's I'm, that's a pretty common thing we're seeing. If you if you're playing a warbaron where at least one guy has cleave, or what armor in your deck. Yeah, I mean, and I don't want to. People need a few extra upgrades, though, to help help right. it along. Yeah, I don't see anything in this particular deck for that, though. Got the one guy doesn't have dark darts. Anyway, here's here's another. I don't look. I'm on. I don't want to get on on your case, but the scorched earth. But well, yeah, I'm just this. This is a pretty standard. He, he looking... used that against me. Did he? Yeah, he did. Well, it worked. Well, buddy, but you have to have Absoth's and making show up. Yes. Like if you right. don't have the, if you don't have the combo, I can imagine the combo not showing up together. Yeah, but it just does. It just well, does show up. I mean, even you know, I don't know. Well, the I, thing I, I, not all the time. The thing yeah, that we all... were talking about before was you have Abbasoth. He, he, you know, skipping ahead to the gambits here. He has Abbasoth's unmaking, which is a spell gambit. It says right. if the spell is cast, choose an objective token within four hexes of the caster. And remove it from the battlefield. We've and then had you get Bryce, Scorched Earth. Right. We've had Bryce Johnson come on here. Talk about how cool this card is in Curse Breakers. Because it either, it either completely ruins somebody that's trying to play an objective style warband. Like Goblins or maybe even uh, Thorns of the Briar Queen or something like that. Or even yeah. uh, the Skaven. If he had played this on the Skaven player. Got rid of Objective 4 and then got rid of oh, you know, the, you know, something like that. Yeah. Um, so it either completely ruins the objective-based warbands or it scores 
you it, it gets your guy inspired and scores you and harness the storm, storm magical supremacy right. you know so then he's just kind of saying with this scorched earth thing he's kind of taking extra insurance that if he if he's playing against a objective or a, a, a warband that doesn't care about objectives really then the abyssos on making will get some kind of value yeah so basically abyssos on making has to go in there because it's really good yeah so then he has the objective in there because he already has to have Abyssos in there. Might as well have it because it's free if you cast it. Yeah. I mean, it's basically just very easy to score. Yeah. I mean, I just, I, I, I would worry that it wouldn't come up simultaneously. So would I. Yeah. <laughs> and for me, they wouldn't. It's risky, right. but it's, it's but, a score but for immediately. Works, I guess. It's a score I mean, immediately that you have is. to roll one dice on uh, a zap. To get and you get a score immediately card it helps him with his victory after victory and superior tactician right and he went undefeated completely perfect undefeated yep. for four rounds so yep. i mean i can't i can't get him all right so as far as the gambits he has forceful denial which i think is gonna be more prevalent yeah, that's now a, that's a strange one for we usually see that in malog right haven't to seen like, that much in, in um, rebound or something but here it is um never works for me never, frozen never in time well. Right, exactly. Frozen in time. That's a dirty one. I use that one. It that that goes off against me all the time. Apparently, yeah. <laughs> um, did, didn't you try to froze? Didn't you frozen in time my uh, spike room the other day or something? No, I I I was just thinking that. Or did, or did I, I, I? I I forgot that Malog could still move, and I thought that you were going to use the bat squake to get me off of an objective, so I used right. it on him instead. But then I remembered that Malog could still move, so I just did yeah. it on him. And anybody listening at home, if you do something and your opponent goes, you want to do that to him? And they say it like that, you're screwing up. Uh, There's something you time. don't know. Not all the time. Anyway, keep uh, going. Sometimes. So frozen right. time, then hidden paths. Hidden paths, my turn, ready for action, sure. Rebound as well. Mm -hmm. um, and Absoth's unmaking, Absoth's withering. Um, commanding stride, which is great. I love that one. Um, and transfixing stare. So there's forceful denial, rebound, frozen in time, and transfixing stare, which, by the way, like clearly is just ridiculous amounts of anti monologue attack. And I understand that. Mm -hmm. But those cards, like on their own, are still pretty good. Well, I think that I think they work pretty well in, in this deck. Maybe not for every deck, but because this deck is so passive, you, know, you just, you know, you just score stuff off casting spells. You know, you, you kind of—it's very passive, and you don't have to have your gamuts help you do stuff around the uh, the board. Like, uh, yeah, I don't have yeah, to do play maybe you don't have. To, I mean, you it don't seems... have to like move faster. You don't have to, you know, kill stuff faster. I, I don't know. I mean, looking at the upgrades, though, it looks like he is kind of playing it aggro because he's got lightning whip, tempest might, archer's focus, glory seeker, great strength, potion of rage, sudden growth, tome of offerings. Um, Fainway Crystal, uh, Great Fortitude. It, it's, it seems like he is trying to go in there. and. and oh, construct. yeah. I mean, he kills stuff. He goes in, but it, not right away. Oh, okay. He, he casts the spells a little bit. You know, he he uh, he reacts, and then he and once he has those upgrades, then he goes in. Oh, so a little rope-a-dope. Yeah. And, right. you know, ho hopefully so these gamuts go off. Like, he froze, freezes somebody. Right. He uh, forces them. Or maybe he... Uh, Upgrade somebody up and then hidden paths them in. Gotcha. Okay. And so, Abyssos withering, you know, that goes off too. I think that's, you know, pretty much how it goes. All right. Maybe I mean, you he... saw it firsthand. Yeah, that's what he did to me. Yeah. 
I think maybe he was a little overcorrected for Balog. Maybe he thought that that was just the only matchup that he could lose because Curse Breakers is a you know such a strong warband. Um, he uh, might have just said, it, you know, if the the only thing that can really that I'll have a, a huge amount of trouble with would be if a, you, know, you play yeah. against a, a Malog inspired Malog yeah. coming in and just bashing and one shotting you, and you only he, got three guys. Yeah, he he did seem to be very hard on Malog. I mean, certainly when he was there, he had a few words about about oh. Malog. I think. Yeah. Oh, okay. I'm. I'm. But that would be, talk to me in I yeah. would imagine. I mean, she's probably thinking the same thing we're all thinking. Yeah. I just think that that's probably the only truly bad or truly, you know, hard to handle matchup for for Cursebreaker. Yep. All right. Um, all right. So let's move on to the Adepticon winner. This guy's name is Dean. I'm going to assume it's Bills, but mm. I wonder if that's a moniker or not. But I think, I, think so. I think I saw another Bills like further down. Like there must be. Oh, yeah. Duncan Bills was playing Molog and came in 11th. So maybe they're related or something. I don't know. Anyway, so Dean Bills, congratulations. Uh, we're going to talk about your deck now. Um, so he was also playing Thorns. So big old, big old Thorns winners over there. So we had you guys are both playing the Thorns. Very highly represented action yeah. at this time. All right. And did, and did well. All right. Mm-hmm. So here's what he has. And you guys are going to have to help me out because I don't, I don't understand. I don't understand. This, this is, is a strange very one. different. It's a little strange. We made a little sense of it. Uh, we made a little bit, but not a lot. I'm Interesting kinda... collection right. of cards. Anyway, so here we go with the objectives. And I'll, I'll say the ones that are more obvious and then throw in a couple other ones. All right. So he has change of tactics. He has superior tactician. Uh, treacherous foe, of course. Keep them guessing. Not terrible. Um martyred supremacy okay so those are all things that i would expect here's some other weird ones um miraculous escape which i don't even know what this does and now i'm looking at it okay. so i tried i tried playing that for a little while yeah i played with never this one happened. score yeah. this immediately if one of your fighters is the target of an enemy attack action with a dice characteristic of three or more that fails yeah yes uh, sometimes it goes off yeah I mean, if you're, I guess if you're playing, uh, how many times have you, Crackle, how many times have I, you, uh, like ran, ran up on me on Riptooth in the first yeah, turn missed, and rolled yeah, I've, I've, I've the done total that. recall? Sure. Yeah, no, it's happened. Um, and it, it's a score immediately, which is good. Um, and you can defend, like if they, th- if they, you know, roll oh, yeah, three dice at you and roll, what, let's right? say they're hitting you on swords, they roll three dice or a one sword, then and you, you roll, roll one three, dodge, yeah. you just scored this card. Right. No, okay. All right. Um, let's see. He's got the th- he's got the three tactical supremacies: one and two, three and four, and one and four. Yeah, the three of them. Yeah. Yeah, but one and one and sorry, one and two, three and four, and then one, one and, and four. four. Yeah. So same thing. And he's got the key. Yeah. The key. And he's thing, got the, the dazzling key. hollow he's key. He's got the yeah. dazzling key, which is stand on objective four, and the hollow key, which is stand on objective one. Yep. And so each of those tactical supremacies has one or the other or both. Uh, so understandable. Um, as Nagash commands, score this in Weird the third one. end phase. In the third end phase mm-hmm. for two. Mm-hmm. If no enemy fighters are holding objectives. Yeah. That's a kind of weird one for me. Yeah. That's really tough. I mean, I can I... see that being scored, but it's match it's matchup dependent. Mm-hmm. And uh 
it's and it's a third end phaser. I mean, what if you get that in the first? You know, I mean, what if you? What if? I mean, I suppose if you get all these things in your opening hand, you just mulligan. I guess so. But it still takes out a lot of glory out of the deck that you can't score. Yeah. Um, let's see what else we got swarming spirits, which is the one. If you like move through the other, uh, through enemy yeah, fighters, that's, a pretty together. Standard one. that's score immediately. Yeah, I can see that one. All right. Mm. Um, yeah, the, the, and then we also, if you look on underworld ZB, he's only using 10 card sets for, yeah. So he might not have all the cards or maybe. Yeah. Um, mm. but it's interesting. There's no Molog, no God sworn, uh, cards from, from those uh, expansions. Mm. Mm. Uh, no, nothing. He doesn't even have ready for action. Correct. No dwarves. Yeah. No dwarf thing. Jeez. All right. Um. Let's let's go to the gambits. Um. So l- at last chance. I see. Uh, by the way, going through this list, I see a a theme developing with the with the gambits. Last mm-hmm. chance because it's a good idea. Um. And apparently he bought the spites claws. Uh, swarm <laughs> expansion. He so, might have all the expansions. And right. Just he, yeah, he chose might. not to. Use um, them. Inspired command from the leaders pack. Yeah, he's got the leaders pack. But okay, he bought that. so that's choose a friendly fighter, push them <laughs> up to one hex, card. or put them on guard. You can only do it if your leader's on the battlefield. Yeah, it's a good one if you if you want to play change of tactics and you don't have a in, in faction card. Yep, that um puts a guy on guard, or or it counts as sidestep. But you, yeah, okay. Yeah. Which he also he already has. has the other yeah. The other one. We got endless malice, which is attack and then attack again, as we said. Howling vortex, which move which moves your uh all of your opponents one hex. Hmm. Maddening cackle. Mm-hmm. which is the one that uh, if your opponent misses, you um, uninspire them for the rest of the game. Um, spectral parry, put somebody on guard. Uh, sudden appearance, of course. Confusion, move, uh, switch two fighters that are yeah. adjacent, no matter who it is. That's good. It is good if for getting on objectives that are getting like objectives, well guarded. Yeah. yeah, sure. You just move up to the guy, and then at the end of the, the round, you yep. switch them. Yeah, and it's good. So and... it, the thing is that I'm noticing with the gambits that like seven of them are moved somewhere. Yeah. Or push. Definitely. So yes. Really heavily dependent because, on moving things around. Probably because of the, if he's going to put sudden growth and deathly fortitude, your dudes, you only have one movement. Right. Right. So you're going to have to find push another way around. around. And that's so what we got in the app upgrades. We have acrobatic, of course. The You said deathly fortitude. Sudden growth. We also have the dazzling key, the hallowed key, and the slumbering key. Yeah, which is which a restricted is, card. Which is a restricted card. So, so no restricted gambits at all. Two of restricted objectives and three restricted upgrades. And he won a grand the clash. Slumbering key. Like this is like I'm, I feel like I've seen I'm seeing a unicorn. It's like mm-hmm. amazing. Inescapable That's vengeance is great. <laughs> Faneway, yeah, Faneway, glory seeker, seeker, great strength. I mean. It seems as though he's doing the same thing that everybody else is doing with the Thorns of the Bar Queen, but really just very heavily getting into push tech. Yeah, push tech and objectives. And making sure you stand on objectives. Mm-hmm. I mean, I can see this doing well in the right hands. I'm just surprised that this won everything and 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 went undefeated and only dropped one uh, one game on the final table. Yeah, you think you have one, one game where something doesn't go your way and the objectives are all weird and... Yeah, and and I remember. <laughs> but I guess not. Yeah, and Amon was talking about this, about how it was like, you know, it came down to like one or two things. I'm sure he'll talk about on on, on his next episode. But right. um, yeah, but uh, I, we were I, mean, so I, I would love to hear this game went. after that. We just wanted yeah. to yeah. get I out of like there after that. that. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. It's it's it, it's hard to do. You know, four games in a row. 
Yeah. Yeah, man. So All right. I, I definitely am going to listen to his his podcast and hear how that game went. Yeah, I want to hear that too. Because this is All a right. very out, outside the box deck mm. that this guy was playing. Yeah, I, I don't. Not I, typical of what you see with uh, Thorns of the Briar Queen. Usually, the, the, people try to get a lot more aggressive with the the Briar Queen and the and the Everhanged and play more of like a flex position. This is very hard on the objectives. Yeah. All right. Well, it worked. What, what would scare me is is, uh, is Moloch. I mean, there's, you can't go in Moloch's backfield and attack the Squigs. You basically just have to fight him on your own side of the board. I mean, I, and yeah, and all I see is Maddening Cackle. That's it. There's a few things you can move around with, but pretty much all your guys are just going to be there. Just hang out. Just trying to drift away. I don't I mean I, I don't know who he I don't know who he played on his way. I know that he played curse breakers because he played Mon. Um yeah. let's see. He well played... he does have a lot of defense. You know, yeah. with the both the fortitude and sudden growth getting well, up to four Malik possibly does, what, five. five damage. Yeah. Means... He played against another another Briar Queen. He played against uh what is this? Uh, he played against Stormcasts. He played against what is this? Magors, and he played against he played his probably his, his brother played Duncan or cousin or whatever. Um, let's see what was that guy? That guy was playing Molog, so he did play against Molog, and he played hmm. against somebody he probably plays all the time. Interesting. And also, if the Molog player is doing push it stuff, he has reactions to deal with that mirror move. He had 143 glory with, with an 89-point glory differential. Lost yeah. nothing. Playing all those, playing all the tactical supremacies with the key, the keys give you two Yeah. at the end, so you can get a lot of glory out of nowhere right at the end Yeah. with a superior tactician, too. Yeah, he must, he must be really good at this game. That's all I'm saying. That's true. Yeah. Yeah. All right, anyway, power to you, man. Um, all right, so that's, that's the Adepticon debrief. Sounds good. It was great. Yeah, we had a, we had a Rob and I and our friend. We had a really great time. We got to, I got to meet a lot of people, you know, from the Twitch community, the painting on Twitch community. That was really fun. Yeah. Got to see a lot of crazy, nice painted, you know, single miniatures and like little display boards and stuff. If you could go to any, I, I'd say convention out of the year, I'd say go to that one. That's that's definitely the biggest and best one. Nova yeah, is really I only nice. Get and to I go to one, yeah. basically out of the year because I can't take too much time off. And right, Adepticon is hands down the the one I'd rather go to. Yeah, Nova is cool, and I haven't been to LVO, but Nova and LVO seem kind of similar, except there's probably way more people playing 40k at LVO. Um, but that's because it, it has all the stuff that I that I like. You know, it has the ping and modeling crowd, yeah. and uh, you know, it has every little game that you could. You could want, you know. Right. Yeah, I mean, I like wargaming goes in the summer, and I can go. Yeah, it's a, yeah. That, that's the other nice thing about uh, Adepticon is it's in the summertime. Which one? I mean, sorry, Nova. Nova. So a lot summertime. of people can swing getting time off for that one. Yep. Yeah. So yeah, yeah go right, to, go to Adepticon. Let's, it's let's, fun. Yeah, it's a good one. All right, good. All right, I'm not that I know. I'm just taking your word for it. All right, let's go to Keys to Salvation. Um and keys about to salvation. Tournaments. What's that? About running tournaments. Running tournaments, guys. So I I did it. 
You did and, it. And and I just want to tell you, I did it. It wasn't that hard. You know, the the, the hardest thing I, I think would be uh, getting the kit. And um, in order to do that, all you got to do is make sure you get buddy buddy with um, with somebody who owns a store and then they can they can order it and then you can run it. Um, and I've been going around to different stores because I want to get more um, underworld tournaments going on. And I was talking to, I was talking to uh, Steve from battleground up in, in, um, in Norwalk and also uh, what's one undiscovered realms which is in white plains. Yep. And, and uh, they said that uh, they wouldn't mind p- putting one together. They can get the kit. Um, so yeah, just get buddy, buddy with somebody like, look, sometimes if you find yourself in a place where there's not a lot of underworld tournaments, you gotta be the guy. Yeah. The, well, the game you gotta be the person is like, Hey, and- if somebody asks for this thing, I'll get it. But not yeah. until someone asks, and then all you have to do is run up and say, "Hey, do you want do you want to get this for us? We'll run a tournament." And, and the do kit's it for not you. that expensive, right? And then it's the like, alternative is, if the game store owner is a little skeptical, you know, you can suggest that you have different prizes. You know, you can have what do we write down here? Store credit. Yeah, we could. We the game store owner could offer, you know, store credit or some sort of prize, like you know dice or one of the one of the war bands or something like that or right. what you I mean, say like I, a bobblehead or something yeah I, i've seen like some of the uh the nyc x-wing guys they just like give out a bobblehead as a prize um so yeah, yeah. so it, it, it's not bad just like get the community going it, it's nice to involved. have it's nice to have the shade glass trophy but if you don't have it i mean it's more important to get people playing the game um, so make sure you do that. I, I, again, I would suggest using an app like BCP. Um, I know that, uh, Jonathan Davis, who's the other guy that Iman does the, uh, the thing with has been, um, collecting data on, uh, on kid, kid tournaments and, and grand clashes that have been using BCP. And he's trying to figure out, you know, like what, um, you know, what data he can collect on it, who's winning with what, and what's, you know, what's strong in the meta right now. Um, so, you know, that's another reason to use BCP just so that we can see that data and, and get more. Um, but, but again, just BCP TO it's the, the app for the TOs is super easy to use. Um, you know, uh, and, uh, I would also suggest, um, cause I did this is to print out the entire FAQ, um, and just have it handy and certainly read at least the ones that involve cards that people are really using nowadays. Uh, we ran into like one or two things at the, at the BFS tournament that were like a little mm, couldn't really tell. And it was like, you know, we were like flipping through the, the FAQ and it was hard to find. And um, so it really just make sure that you, you kind of know what's going on uh, with the FAQ uh, check everybody's list ahead of time, you know, just like pull them over, especially if it's a small tournament, you can really just like flip through their thing and just make sure they have the right restricted cards or just have them uploaded to BCP. And then you can take a look. Yeah, you gotta um, check. Some people still have extreme flank. Yeah, decks. Yeah, gotta check that. that. And then, um, and another thing is like it's always a good idea to have additional swag. You know, if you can find something like at, at uh, Battle for Salvation, you know, Bobby, who's um, you know, kind of like the granddaddy of, of Battle for Salvation, um, prides himself on making sure that any BFS run tournament has like superior amounts of swag. And we were giving out stuff that we had, we had dice packs that we had never, you know, that we were, that were sent to us and we never used. So basically everybody got like, you know, the green orcs dice just for mm-hmm. showing up. Um, we gave out some of those, uh, those red tokens. What do you use them for in, in 40 K? 
those they can things, use them as objectives. Yeah, you can use them as objectives, but but we can use them for for Shadespire. We can use them as activation tokens. Mm -hmm. So we did that. Well, um, that was just yeah. We had leftover stuff from yeah. our 40k tournament. That just we, whatever yeah. it is. Yeah, and so we just we just handed out some stuff, and and everybody had a great time. They were happy to, you know, pick stuff up. Um, I, one thing I would suggest not doing though, um, and we've done this before, and it wasn't bad, but I can see where this might be a problem. Um, is don't use cash awards. So don't do a yeah. thing like, like a fantasy, you know, baseball thing where everybody throws in like fifty dollars or you know whatever it is, or even five dollars, because then the games become more chippy, because there's actual money on the line, and I think that really detracts from the experience. Right, and one, yeah, you're right. Yeah, and people are going to get really like really competitive, and they're going to you know, you know, have you know little you know quarrels over you know like oh you 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 said you were going to do this and you rolled dice and then you picked it up and you we don't want to see that you know um right the awkward if you ever have unfortunately if you ever have an awkward situation arise it it gets magnified a lot by having money on yeah the line. Line. it's really kind even of if it's not that much money it's it's kind of it, it sort of brings out some some weird things in people so don't, yeah don't do that i wouldn't recommend it right Depends on the crowd you're with. Yeah. I mean, if you know, it's like a dollar. And if you're doing, if you're playing um, with kids or teenagers, don't, don't do the yeah, money thing either. Yeah. yeah, definitely not. <laughs> better, better, better to get, better to have like, you know, game related swag. Just right. keep, keep it just to that and then everybody can have a good time. Yeah. But no, but seriously, like the, the, the main thing is that if, if you feel as though there's not enough tournaments in your community, in your neck of the woods, like, I'm sorry, you have to be that person. Go, go and get it done. You and, have to demand it. You have to demand it. You have to, you have to be the change you want to see in the world. Yeah, it's kind of like in, I don't know if this is a fighting game reference. I remember in, in Evo, which is one of the biggest fighting game tournaments around, they had to keep the old Super Smash Brothers game on the main stage because it, people kept demanding it. You know, so you have to be the audience member that demands the tournaments to to happen and then if there's enough of you then they will happen yep mm -hmm. all right sounds good let's do it all right so that's it so we just want to remind everybody out there go on facebook hit the like button uh we've we've been we've been creeping up there in in amount of uh followers on our on our facebook we appreciate that um, make sure that if you're listening to us on iTunes that you hit the subscribe button and put a comment down there and rate us and all that stuff. We'd love to hear what you think. Uh, if you're listening on Podbean, hit the follow button. And uh, yeah, and uh, thanks for waiting a few more days for us to come out with an episode. We were just waiting for Randall and Rob to come back so we could we could talk about Adepticon. So we appreciate that. It's good to be back. Yeah. Good to be back. All right. And maybe, and, and, and Rob, we're going to do uh, bat reps on uh, on Monday. Yeah, we should start getting them back up on following next Monday. Yeah, we got those lapel mics now. I had to take a break because of Adepticon. Right. Everything ready. Had a lot anything. of other stuff going on. Yep. <clears throat> All right. Sounds good. So um, so then uh, for Battle for Salvation. Oh, Rob, thanks for coming on again. We appreciate you coming back. Yeah, I was happy to come on. All right. And uh, for Battle for Salvation, this is Max Bernstein. I'm Randall Slate. And we'll see you all next time.